Hi, this is PNG, and welcome to PNG Podcast. This is the very first PNG podcast I'm doing, so I'm very excited to make more of these. So last week I was invited on a podcast called Living Room Clutter. A lot of crazy stuff happened, and it was a lot of fun. And you know what? I wanted to do my own podcast. So here we go. So we have some guests of us. Care to introduce yourselves? Who wants to go first? Go on, John. Sure. Uh, I'm John. I have a YouTube channel that I've been working on for a couple of years. Uh, the YouTube channel is Dragon Dude 2525. Uh, lots of video game related videos and uh, tons of other stuff as well. Check it out if you'd like. You can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, I'm Maver. I have a channel called The Maver, and uh, I make uh, a Maver the Time Player. So you're getting a whole lot of Mavers here. Not a knockoff of AVGN, I promise. Go check it out. You won't be disappointed. Anyway, that's me done. Let's carry on, Joe. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about gaming news. So there's a lot of talk about the Nintendo NX. Nobody quite sure knows what it is. All there is is rumors and speculations, but there has been hints and confirmation as to certain... Nope. Did I freeze for a second? Did you yeah, see you that? Did. That was... That was kind of funny, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't know, I thought that was pretty amusing. Well, anyways, there's a lot of speculation as to what it is. It's exactly, it's kind of like a mystery, if I say so. But there's been a lot of controversy. I think uh, last week someone made a fake Nintendo NX just to, I guess, cause some trouble. They 3D printed a fake leaked version of the Nintendo NX, and the internet went crazy. John, what's your thoughts? Being a Nintendo Wii U owner, I want to know what your thoughts are. I was disgusted that anybody could think that that would be a real device. Like, to, to say that here is a Nintendo product, a Nintendo product that doesn't even have a physical D-pad on it, just made no sense to me because Nintendo pioneered the D-pad. It's like, it, it would have been a mess if they actually released something like that that relied on so many touchscreen controls rather than physical controls. So I knew immediately the second I saw it, it's fake. Those were pretty much my initial, like, that was my initial response upon seeing the pictures. Mather, what do you think? Well, I don't own a Wii U, uh, but to be honest, if I did, I would be incredibly pissed off if... Uh, this the, the company just went right. We're gonna cut. I mean, cut, let's let's face it, right? If they do release this new code name, whatever the heck it is, they're gonna they're probably gonna cut support for the Wii U. Like they're probably gonna say, oh, we'll keep supporting it, but they'll probably just flatline it. Same for the 3DS as well. I think it's uh, they're gonna end up like Sega. They're gonna push this console out, last ditch effort, which was the Dreamcast. It might be a good console, but it won't be able to save them. Boof, they go down to the dust, which is something I really do not want to see Nintendo do. See. The thing is, if they say, oh, we're going to continue to support the Wii U uh, while the NX is out, I kind of don't believe that, because when the Wii came out, they said the same thing with the GameCube. Oh, no, the GameCube is still going to go on. Exactly. And you know what? Well, what happened to the GameCube? They stopped it as soon as the Wii came out. Not even that much after. But look at the Game Boy Advance and the DS, because after the DS came out, they still released a follow-up to the Game Boy Advance SP with the Game Boy Micro. So, at the time, they weren't ready to just be done with the Game Boy line 
even the DS wasn't supposed to be a successor to the Game Boy. It was supposed to be another third product altogether. And from my perspective, I really think that the NX is supposed to be something else altogether that might possibly replace either the 3DS or the uh, Wii U in the future, but not intended directly to be a replacement. See, the thing I find with the Game Boy Advance is the Game Boy Advance was like highly sold. It was like a best-selling object. So there were a lot of people who owned Game Boy Advances, and this way they still needed to support it. The GameCube did not sell crazy well in comparison to the PS2 and Xbox original. Funny enough, but what I would say is they didn't really need to support the GameCube that further on because the Wii could play GameCube games. I know the DS could play Game Boy Advance games, but the Game Boy Advance was such a huge success. The thing with the Wii U is, as great as it is, it hasn't been selling crazy well. It's been out a year longer than the PS4 and the Xbox One, and it still hasn't even reached the sales of the Xbox One and PS4. PS4 is double, both of them. So Well, exactly. This is why I say, though, like this is exactly what happened with Sega when they released the Dreamcast. You know, it, It's a good console. People bought it, but not enough people bought it. It got beaten by other competitors. Boosh, just went straight down. And to be honest with you, I'm the last person who wants to see Nintendo put up a notice saying, right, we're done. Because they're, they're the godfathers of video games. You know, they're the ones that came out from the video game crash. They saved everything. They're the reason we're sat here talking about it today. So I really do not want to see them put this as a last-ditch effort. No one buying it. Their company going under. Gone. But even if I may, if I may talk about Sega, their problem was how can I put it? In the works for a long time. Uh, ever since they released the Sega CD and the 32X for for the uh, Sega Genesis or Mega Drive, depending on your region, uh, that's when the initial sort of uh, failings with Sega occurred. And then when they rushed this, uh, the Sega Saturn to market and it wasn't doing that well, and then immediately after replacing it with the Dreamcast, even though the Dreamcast was at least in my opinion, leaps and bounds better than the Saturn, even though the Saturn was uh, a console that had its moments. Um, I don't see Nintendo being in as dire straits right now, like nowhere near it. Uh, if anything, they still have maybe two or three more console generations if consoles continue on uh, being produced like this. Uh, before they possibly could fail. Well, the 3DS is sort of supporting them very well here because, like, the 3DS is currently, I think, their best-selling thing. That's how they still keep them going, I personally think. Like I always say, uh, Nintendo has always been a big success with their portable stuff. And I think with the NX is what they're trying to do is they're trying to do a hybrid between a home console and a portable, but I'm not sure if it's actually a Wii U replacer or if it's a side project altogether. Or is it even a 3DS replacer? But what I think is they're partnering with a smartphone company to make this console. So I'm thinking maybe it's just an alt, just an extra device to play, like free-to-play type games. Well, the Nintendo phone. I would totally yeah. buy one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if that existed, I, I, I would buy it. I would totally pay for it. Yeah, there's definitely been tons of pictures of the Game Boy phone uh, and other, other sort of uh, devices like that that people have just imagined that given the option to buy one, who wouldn't? Like, they're just... They're too enticing of a product. Um, 
but definitely when it comes to what the NX might be, uh, the only official statement that I could find at least, uh, which was from uh, uh, Nintendo President Tatsumi uh, Kimishima, if that's Kimishima. how you say it. Yes, Kimishima. Uh, his words exactly, well, translated, of course, uh, were, as far as NX goes, I've said it's different and obviously a new experience. Uh, that being said, I can assure you we're not building the next version of the Wii or Wii U. It's something unique and different. It's something where we have to move away from those platforms in order to make it something that will appeal to our consumer base. So that statement, to me, is vague enough that it can be either interpreted as uh, them wanting to make a console that is vastly different from what the Wii and Wii U offered, or just making a device that's different, different from anything that they've made before, which either way would be uh, interesting to see. Well, I would hope if they're making a new device or a new console or a new portable or whatever the hell it is, that they would stay far away from the Wii brand as possible. And why I say that is, I have nothing against the Wii or the Wii U, but a lot of the people who originally bought the Wii were the casual market, right? So a lot of the families, the kids, the moms, the dads, you know, they would buy the Wii, they would play it for a week, get really excited, and then never play it. A lot of houses I've visited, they have Wiis just on the shelf collecting dust. Well, I, I, yep, I, I can say I, I'm responsible for that. We got a Wii, we loved it, uh, and then I realized, oh, well, you know, I'm more of a shooter person, so I went straight back to the 360. So, well, the yeah, thing is, collecting I'm dust. not hating on the Wii. I like the Wii. I think there's a lot of good games, but there's a lot of crap. There's yeah. a lot of crap on the Wii. The majority and the thing is, is the, that casual market has already left. They've left for the smartphone games and the tablets, and they don't care about the Wii anymore because they've tried it, they've had their fun, and they're gone. So Nintendo's got to focus on making a great all-around game system that can appeal to all audiences. Hardcore gamers, casual gamers, they don't even have to worry about families because they're not going back to, to the game consoles anymore. They're stuck with their iPads. And I think this is kind of like their answer is to get that market back again is to make a smartphone game console. Oh, that would be a grim a grim future. I'm not a big fan of all the tablets and stuff, you know, but it could possibly save Nintendo if they've done it because, let's face it, most of their market is casual, casual gamers, like you said. Yeah. yeah. I don't like, know... Go ahead, sorry. No, no, I was just saying I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, because if you look at the Wii library, it's about 2,000 or so games uh, in total, an obscene amount of games, and maybe like 70% of them are all what could be called shovelware that is pretty much uh, games consisting of like reskinned versions of like the exact same game. Like yeah. Billy the Wizard. Billy the Wizard. All these very simple, easy to understand kids games. What the hell uh, is Billy the Wizard? Oh, I've got Billy the Wizard. Oh, that cannot it exist. He's, he's, he's going to bring it out. He's going to bring I it out. I will bring it out. Just a second. Guys, it's going to whip it out for all of us to see. That does not exist. John, stop whipping it out for all of us. We don't need to see. Billy the Wizard Rocket Broomstick Race. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Look at that cover. Piece of... Uh, oh, it's on the back of... 
on the back of it, it shows their no. like wizard school or whatever. No. Yes, because um, because <laughs> uh, the main character's name <laughs> in this game is Barry Hatter. Barry Hatter. Oh, Barry no. Hatter. wait, 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 wait. Which game company made this game? Um, Data Design Interactive. Oh no. That is not real. That is fuck. What is this? There are so many games where it is that the, is that the game company that put out Snow White and the Seven Clever Boys on the PS2? No, that was um, that was Phoenix. That was Phoenix oh, Games. Oh, okay. I was, was yeah. going to say, oh my god. I mean, it I looks very similar game. though. I can see why. Oh, that <laughs> game is a mess, and nobody should ever play it. I saw. Oh god, what's his name? Uh, God. Catacurus. Catacurus. Yeah, him. <laughs> but yeah, all these hundred that are Dalmatians too. <laughs> that was just a horror to watch. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> Billy the flipping wizard. Oh no. You know what? The only Wii game I own is Mad World. That's it. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's and, and it's awesome. That's the, you know what? When I play this, I'm like, this should be on the other consoles too. But no. No. So, oh, no. It's put it on the child-friendly console. Yeah, the, I oh, never got to play Damn. because I never owned the Wii until recently. So nowadays, when I want to build my Wii collection, I'll just go to the store and I'll be like, <laughs> what under $20 is worth playing on the Wii? Give me Billy the Wizard! <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing I saw was this. So I'm like... Mad World, I heard that was good. I wonder if Call of Duty Black Ops is good in the Wii. Probably not. No, do not. No no Call of Duty with motion controls. Stay away. <laughs> Try really? No More Heroes. No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2, definitely. I heard they're amazing. Definitely have to, but then they have an upgraded version of it for the PS3 as well. It's actually out on the first 60 as well, but it never came out to the States, or, and I don't think it came out in Europe either. I'm not sure about that. But... Let's Who see. knows? Don't tell me you have that now. Oh, which? John no. has everything. <laughs> Do you have the Xbox 360 copy of No More Heroes 2? Are you insane? No, no okay. I don't have it. I was going to say, that's like a very obscure game to own. That's like, that's like really rare, man. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have much obscure uh, 360 games. I think the only thing... Actually, no. I have nothing that could be considered obscure or rare for the 360, except for maybe that Jurassic something game. Jurassic Park? Um, no, no, it's it's another. It it's like a, a group of people uh, who are like they're like Marines or some kind of soldiers, and they time travel through portals into the past and fight dinosaurs. Is that Turok by chance? Turok, yeah. No, no, it's it's Jurassic. Um, Okay. Jurassic Operation or something. No, you know, I heard I've heard about that game. What is it with the Jurassic Park games on Xbox being like super rare or hard to find? Because well, for the Xbox original or the 360. Both. Everything. <laughs> because the yes. Jurassic the Jurassic Park one for the Xbox originals, I know that one's impossible to track down. But I didn't know there were any. I saw two. I saw two copies at ANC Games last year. Both $100. The most expensive game store in the city, and they had it cheaper than every other game store in the city. Why? <laughs> but yeah. I think the rarest, uh, the rarest Xbox original game I've got in my collection, Stubbs the Zombie. I think that's about the. the I've been the, looking the, everywhere for that one. That's a really yeah. rare game. 
It's I absolutely love it. But it's got like a it's I it's got like a massive scratch, like a white scratch on the front oh, of the box. And I bought the game when I was like re, like when I was oh, I must have been eight or something. And I bought it and I was like, oh, now the scratch was on the disc. So I grew up with it, thinking, oh well, the scratch is you know printed on the disc. And then uh, my mate got it, and I was like, oh, "Where's your scratch on the disc?" He was like, "Well, there's no scratch on the disc." And I was like, well, "What? What's it like that?" So, but it runs fine. So I, I don't know what it is. It was just sort of there since I bought it. It was factory sealed as well. So you know, opened it, disc scratch there. So who knows? I'd say my my most rare original Xbox game had to be Futurama, which I think is like the oh, third. Is that rare? That's not that's not rare. Not in Europe. Not yeah, in Europe. Uh, no, that's that's really cheap in Europe. You can pick that's like a trash game. You can pick that up for like three pounds yeah. here. Really? Cool. Yeah. That's like a really it's expensive really game here. I mean I could buy you like all copies and if you paid postage I'll send it across. That's how cheap it is. That's really? Like, really, really cheap. Huh. Yeah. It's cause here it was a a rental store exclusive for a while oh. and Oh, is that what? Yeah, it was a rental store exclusive for um if I, correctly, I saw it at Blockbuster. Yeah. I saw Blockbuster and, and I think Rogers had it too. Because uh, I saw it once when I was a kid. Actually, it's my very first ch- video on my channel is talking about that game, but I saw it once as a kid. I was like, hmm, Futurama has a game. Two years later when I got my Xbox, I never saw it anywhere until like last year or two years ago when I finally got it. <laughs> like, it is very rare. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same copy I saw when I was a kid at that store. I would not be surprised if it was the exact it's a, same. It's copy. a really good game as well because I had the um, I had the Xbox magazine, I had the demo disc for it. That's how I found out about it, mm. uh, and I really enjoyed it. I, mean, I love Futurama anyway. It's absolutely, it's better than The Simpsons anyway. I think they should bring that back. <laughs> bring back Futurama. I love Futurama. John, your thoughts? Futurama. Uh, definite plus. Uh, <laughs> left off. All- uh, open-ended, so definitely there could be more movies or another season or whatever. It would really depend on what uh, network picks it up, but who knows if they actually will make anything else. So, there's talks of the Nintendo NX being parable with your PlayStation 4, your Xbox One, your PC, and your phone. Your thoughts? Bullsuits. Huh? Just a lot of lawsuits from that. That sounds really, really dodgy. <laughs> it's like a Coleco Gemini or whatever. What's the thing where you play Atari games on like the? Uh... Oh, that thing, that thing. Yeah, yeah, not, okay. not not the Coleco Chameleon fiasco that. No, why did you bring that up? Let's let's just not bring that up at all. But the Coleco Gemini. If anybody tried to be like, uh, here's the the Xbox 360 by Sony. <laughs> um, that would not fly like immediately lawsuits you can play for. Heavy Rain on your Xbox the brand new that. Microsoft Sony that sounds tempting you have me sold uh, good good <laughs> give, me, give me your PayPal details and we'll send you one across it's all good <laughs> yeah you know um, it's kind of interesting because where the hell was I? <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so... I know, right? I mean, I had, like, a good topic, and then it just... It's gone. Oh, yeah. It's, it's that just, happens. It's just, it's just gone. It's, it's, just, it's just gone. Well, anyways, they're talking about cross-play between PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. 
They've already managed to succeed with this with Rocket League, and there are some PS4 games that you can play PC with PS4 players, and there's some Xbox One games that you can also play it with PC players. And I believe Phil Spencer of Xbox was talking about uh, unifying the PC and Xbox, so you can play Xbox and One and Xbox 360 games on your PC and vice versa. So there's talks where PS4 is saying, hey, we would like... You know, there wouldn't be an issue with joining our servers, just maybe, you know, licensing or business issues. But what would you guys think of having an open gaming kind of community where well, Xbox players can play PlayStation players? I mean, we have to think about it here. When you're an Xbox player sat with a controller and the guy you're against is sat with this super high-tech keyboard with cup holders and crap, you know, who's probably going to win in this match here? I mean, you've got... <laughs> Let's face it, keyboards are better to play with if you're competitive than a controller. It's been proven, you know. So, I mean, that might bring some... I can't really think of the word I'm looking for. You know what I mean. You know, it'll be outmatched. Controversies. So. Controversies. It would definitely bring some controversies. Yeah. yeah. That's just my thoughts. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm just an idiot and it could be the greatest thing in the world. This is what we've dreamed of. Consoles uniting. So, when my friend's got a PlayStation 4 and I've got an Xbox... You want to play The Division? Yeah, sure. Let's pop on, then. Ending console wars forever. I would like that. Miserably. It would be nice. If you look at some games for... I know for the PS3 at least, some games are compatible with a keyboard, so you could plug in a keyboard or pair a keyboard with your PS3 and play a game using a keyboard. Definitely um, uh, one game that comes to mind is Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, on the... Uh, PS3, PS4, uh, and PC, and it's all uh, connected. It's cross-play or whatever. Um, that one there, actually, uh, I appreciate that PC players can play with uh, console players as well alongside each other. Uh, it was definitely uh, a big mistake that they made a game like Destiny... Uh, locked to every single like specific uh, iteration of it. So 360 players can't play with Xbox One players. Uh, PS3 players can't play with PS4 players. PC players can't play with anyone else. Uh, it was one of the main reasons that made me not play Destiny because it would involve me having to play, uh, play it on a console that uh, almost... Uh, everybody else that I know is playing it on, and that would involve me buying an Xbox One, which is expensive in Canada. So they Destiny really was awful anyway. <laughs> Screw uh, Destiny. any 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 country really Xbox One will be expensive, especially if you're buying one of the new uh, terabyte models. But it's actually cheapened out now. Actually, I think it's two hundred ninety nine right now. Like that's. I think I, that's I think okay. I heard something for like uh, the five hundred gigabyte with like no connect and no nothing else. That's um, what I have, actually. <laughs> I I need to get one eventually, but I've only had my PS4 for like enjoy it, man. Six I mean, months or so, so I can't I can't justify spending the money on a on an Xbox One anytime soon. I I just feel really bad because I like all this money was spent on my Xbox One. I used it as a YouTube. Oh, you're Xbox player too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Virtual handshake, man. But yeah, so uh, I bought it, like, a lot of money, and I I started using it. I, I loved it, playing Titanfall. Oh, so good. 
And eventually it just started to slip away. This was when, like, the, you know, the great game drought in 2013. There was hardly any games for the Xbox One coming out, and I was just sat there like, well, what do I do? Uh, eventually it just became a YouTube machine. I came in, I went, right, I'll go on my PlayStation 1, but first I need to watch a YouTube video. So I go on my Xbox One, use it as a YouTube machine. Wolfenstein rolled around. That game I absolutely loved. The New Order was absolutely brilliant, kept me hooked, and there still hasn't been a game for the Xbox One, which I've actually went, right, I love this. I'm going to sit down and play this. It's You're only shooting games, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. I just loved Wolfenstein. I mean, I, I bought Fallout 4. I was like, oh, I can't wait to play. I've, I've been hyped for this for ages. It just didn't take me in. Everyone's raving about it. Didn't take me in at all. I, I, I liked know. it. Uh, I don't know. I liked the story in, in the third one a lot more, but... Oh, yeah. I loved the th- I played the third one more than the uh, Fallout 4. So, I mean, I'm not really sure what's going on. Maybe it's just I adapted to the PC, but I find myself only finding enjoyment in the older generations. Uh, I mean, before, prior to 360, so NES, PlayStation, you know, N64, those are the only ones that are giving me enjoyment right now, which is quite worrying since, you know, if I play an Xbox One, I'm like, well, it's all right, but, you know, not special. See, I'm kind of in the middle, because as you can see behind me, I'm kind of a purist. I have a lot of retro games. I have a lot of that. Xbox 360 collection is huge. So it was a huge jump for me to go to Xbox One. And I know a lot of the advantages of PC. There's a lot of them. And don't get me wrong, it's probably a lot cheaper in the end in terms of buying games and like emulators and like all that stuff, but I, I prefer to play traditionally. Now, the thing yeah. with Xbox One is it's it's very, it's much more friendly if you're getting a digital version as opposed to a physical copy. Well, because, I only buy physical, so... <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I, I want to as well, but I find, like, what's the point in buying the physical disc if it's just going to install the entire game anyway? <laughs> I just like so many old. It's like CDs, I guess, and vinyl records. I go in, they go, well, you, you can just listen to it on YouTube. And I was like, it's not the same. I've got to hold it. I've, yeah, I've got to love it. But it, it almost it almost doesn't make me feel like I'm playing the real game. If I'm pu- if I'm just putting the disc in, taking it out, it's installed, so why can't I play it? I need to put the yeah, disc in. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel like I'm really, like I really own the game. It just kind of makes me feel like... I need it just to play it. It's kind it's of like a license, isn't it? It's, it's a digital license that says, yeah, you can play. But sweeping back around, I mean, all the games are currently incredibly expensive, you know? So I don't see why, oh, I'm going to spend, I don't know, what's new, The Division, right? I'm going to drop 40 quid on The Division when I can just, you know, pop around to a charity shop, go, oh, what's it? Tau Fire Warrior for the PlayStation. I don't know what this is. Buy it. I have lots of fun with that for £2. I'm getting, like I said, maybe it's just because the price is expensive. I can't afford to keep buying all these new games coming in. I'm never going to finish them. I'm never going to get through all of them, so, you know, that's just, that's just my problem. That's just my... You were saying that's... before that you got The Legend of Zelda HD Twilight Princess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ocarina of Time. For the oh, Ocarina... oh, Ocarina yeah. of Time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, I was mistaken before. I thought, I thought you, you mentioned that, that you got the, um, the new one for the Wii U. Um... No, no, I don't, I don't have a Wii U. <laughs> I, do, I do not have a Wii U. Um, how much, like, what are the prices of, uh, of a standard, like, new release... Uh, for a game? Yeah. You're going to be paying around £50, 50 pound, £45, £50 pound for a game. I don't know what that translates to in Canadian dollars, but that, that's pretty much it. It would probably be closer to, like, the $80, $90 range. Yeah. Uh, expensive. And it's very expensive. Oh, man. I well, was just thinking about it. <laughs> games here now will release anywhere between thirty nine ninety nine all the way up to, like, Eighty nine ninety nine for just a standard uh, release, not including like deluxe editions or anything else, and is a shame 
to see all those new games uh, that don't offer any bonuses or anything extra priced yeah. at seventy four ninety nine, seventy nine ninety nine. Well, I mean, I dropped like tons of money on Wolfenstein New Order. I got the Occupied London edition. Oh my I, was, God. I was so hyped with it, and my it was a game I brought back, and it didn't. You know how like normally some games they don't live up to the hype. For me, Wolfenstein did. It was the only game I've played, and when I went to pick up Fallout 4, I didn't buy the Pip-Boy edition. I wasn't going to do that. But uh, I got it home, and it, it just didn't do it for me. It just didn't give me the feeling I had of Fallout 3 stepping out the vault in Fallout 4. I'm not sure what that is. And then I check my wallet, and I go, oh, well, I've got no money now. Really, I could have bought an NES game. I, I don't have to be sat here playing Jaws for the NES. I can play something else, but... That's <laughs> 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 pretty much it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sat with... Jaws for chooses to play Jaws on the NES. It's a guilty pleasure, okay? I love playing Jaws on the NES. I've completely I can just see all the dislikes coming on my channel now. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to play Jaws. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just there. It's, it was one of my first NES games, okay? And I was just sad. I loved it. it it's it's a guilty pleasure, okay? It's, it's a that's, secret. That's fine. You know, I have this idea for a video. Guys, don't steal it, okay? But Okay, I'll, I'll share it with you guys anyways. I have this idea. Games I hate that everybody loves, and then I'm going to do another video, Games I Love that Everybody Hates. Jaws is going to be one of those games I love. I've got to be careful with the Games I Hate one, though, because that's yeah, going to... you get a lot of backlash for that, guaranteed. Corey in the House. Corey in the that's House is the greatest the game, game I've ever played. The game I love that everybody hates. Corey Honestly, in the House uh, Game Boy. Oh, yeah. That was now, the My game. little brother, that's his ringtone. It's like the, the Corey in the House <laughs> Just because he knows uh, the game. Tiger Electronic Full House is the pinnacle of handheld gaming. John's you know, looking for it. John's yeah. looking for it. He has it. No. I, <laughs> he is. He's got a shrine to it. Don't hide it, John. I, you know. his other hand? It. I almost bought it, except for the fact that the faceplate that actually said Full House on it was ripped off of it and just missing. He's lying. I, He's got it in a box. He's got it in pristine condition. He showed us before the podcast, you know. He, he secretly knows that game. I promise the few Tiger Electronics that I have are all uh, Disney licenses. They're nothing special. Sure, John. We believe you. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, sifting through my uh, random handhelds here. Do you have a... Okay, I'm looking for this particular Nintendo DS game. Do you have it, John? Which one? Of course he Touch, does. Touch Dick. Do you have that one? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's, that's a real game. <laughs> Wait, repeat that for me? Touch Dick. D-I-C. Touch Dick. Who made it? Huh? Who made it? I can't remember, but it's a real game. No, I have some other, like, inappropriate real. games. Like, give me a second here. It's a dictionary. Yeah. It's a it's a dictionary game. It's Wild Woody. He's gonna he's gonna find Wild Woody. Wild Woody. <laughs> Touch Deacon Wild Woody. What what is this podcast turned into? Wild, Wild Wild Woody for the Sega CD. That's a real game. Oh my! Oh my God! He's got it. Oh wait, what's no. that? The Rub Rabbits. Rub Rabbits. Oh, you know, I've I've heard of that game. Is that the one where you have to like rub people and they like? Uh, it's like a collection of mini games, and a lot of That's them are, the are kind of weird. And on the back, the description is. Tap, scratch, blow, and even rotate your Nintendo DS to steal her heart from your rivals in this all-new rub comedy adventure. Here's something, though. Why was this game developed by the Sonic team? That that deserves some answering right now. 
Does that say Sonic Team on it? Uh, uh, just look look up on Wikipedia. It says developed by the Sonic Team. And oh, God. Sonic. Well, I think just after the mid-90s, the Sonic Team is just kind of like on crack or something. <laughs> they had to be. Sonic Boom was good, guys. Come on. I mean, have you seen JonTron's video about Sonic R? Oh, oh God's God. grace. That's, that's, uh, we don't speak of that game here, PNG. That doesn't exist. <laughs> no, exists. Oh, come on. The soundtrack, it's so good, man. Can you Was it like the Sunshine song or some creepy crap like that? You know what? A good Sonic game that came out recently, uh, a couple years ago, Sonic All-Stars Racing? That one was actually very That was good. good. I enjoyed that. I've got that for the 3DS. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That's a very I, good game. I have that thing on like almost everything it, re- it was released so on. Good. Like, PS3, uh, I think on Wii, I have it on the Vita. It's like on everything. They had like the 360 version with like Banjo-Kazooie as well, which was another selling point. It That's was really, really good. It was really good. It's better than Sonic 06, but uh, yeah. Why is that game rare now? That game should not be worth £20. If I walk into a shop, I don't want to see Sonic 06 there for £20. I'll tell you what's better than Sonic 06. I'll tell you what's worse than Sonic 06. Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. (laughs) In my opinion, that's worse. God, that was such an embarrassment to see how Sonic's fallen. I wouldn't even call that a Sonic game. Like, I see it and I'm like, like, no, just no. To me, but Sonic... it's like it's trying to be hip, and you and you just see like kids going, "What the hell is this? Why is Sonic wearing a flipping neckband? What is he? Why does why does Knuckles look like he's surrounded by tumors? It's it's just absolutely awful. It should not exist whatsoever." Have you guys ever heard of the YouTuber Chris Chan? Chris no. Chan, yeah, I've heard of Chris Chan. Uh, Pika, what is it? He's got like Sonny Chew. Is that it? These little yeah. character, yeah, Sonny Chew. Well, basically, I think. Uh, there's something going on with him, but he went to a GameStop or something when Sonic Boom came out, and he was pissed off that Sonic's arms were blue or something like that. I can't remember. So what he did was he spray-painted a Sonic Boom display at GameStop and then maced a, a GameStop employee in the face and then ran. <laughs> Jesus, man. That's, that is excessive. Just because Sonic's arms were blue. Oh, like if oh, if only he, he, he bought Billy the Wizard, then he would be happy. But nope, he had to go some <laughs> guy in the face. Billy the Wizard. Look at that smile. Oh my god, it's gonna hurt me. the price check on Billy the Wizard? You know, I'm gonna order sixty copies of Billy the Wizard right now. Come on. I think I only got this because they had like some promotion when you buy multiple games, and this was priced at like eighty cents or something. So it's ninety nine p. Buy it now. It's it, what wow, free postage as well. That's not that bad. That sign me up. Hey John, John, yeah. do you have the flowers of Robert Maplethorpe for the CDI? I, I want that game. But, <laughs> Why? I'll tell you what annoys me though. I'll tell you what annoys me about that. On the CDI, they had a lot of what you could call uh, adult games. Uh, a lot of... That's why you're interested, huh? <laughs> no, but get this. There are are several adult games in the sense that they are very graphically suggestive. Um, and Robert Maplethorpe was known <laughs> for, for his nude photography. That's so, what he's known for. Yeah. Instead of making a game based on that, they decided to make a game based on his flower pictures. That's funny, actually. That is really funny. Like, of all the consoles that it could have been on, it was 
uh, it was on the the CDI, and the CDI had those types of games already, so it would have made sense. But instead, they go for his flowers, which led to a really stupid video from AVGN. What even was the CDI? It's just it's it's like a constant reminder. Philip's it was like an educational, an educational system. Nonsense. Like I. I rarely hear anything about the CDI. It's mostly like the 3DO if you go around that route. But yeah. Sean, how much did you spend on your 3DO? I know you're a big 3DO collector. Oh. So. Uh, 20 bucks. <laughs> wow. 20 bucks on Done. my 3DO, and I bought a boxed controller on eBay, uh, and I picked it up locally too because this guy was just uh, north of the city for 10 bucks. Wow. Do you have plumbers don't wear ties? N- no. I heard that's a pretty expensive game, actually. Oh, yeah, it's quite It bad. is. Uh, here's... Well, <laughs> Look how he's just so excited to show us. Well, this, is like, you just be, this is became Ask John and see if he's got the game, and 99% of times he does. Well, Do you this, have Cluster's Revenge? Cluster's Revenge. <laughs> this is the extent of my Billy the Wizard CDI games. Um, <laughs> the map program... <laughs> um, that's amazing midway phantom express with like a roller coaster coming out of like a hobo's mouth <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the game that we all should know Zelda the Wand of Gamelon oh god oh. boo surprisingly not the worst one of all of them <laughs> when I duck I do he the duck walk he was paid cool? by the 3DO developers to say that <laughs> Um, God, it's two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars, and you can get yourself a copy of Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. Only two hundred dollars, people. Come on, good deal. Wasn't it like seven hundred ninety nine when it came out in the nineties? For which the Fruityo. It was like seven hundred ninety nine dollars console. Six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. And it didn't. If I remember correctly, the price went up after the initial release. Wow. Up and they didn't end up dropping the price on it until like months before it was taken off the market. Wow. No wonder they didn't flip and sell anyone like six hundred ninety nine dollars. You know what's funny? I know a guy I work with who bought the 3DO when it first came out. Wow, he must be rich. (laughs) I'm like rolling his money. Yeah, he was just like, wow, you know, I I grew up with the 3DO. Like, oh, good, no. good for you. You're like the only kid in all of Canada that grew up with the 3DO. Like, <laughs> you got like, to play Gex before everyone else. That's a great game, though. That's it is, game. though. It's a very good version on the on the 3DO. I think you said he had Wing Commander, though, so at least he had a good game, right? So Yeah. yeah so but John, also got the John, John has it. John, you see it? He looked back. He looked I back. back. John always has it. I have, like, several versions of Wing Commander, but none on the several 3DO. Several versions. Yeah, he's, well, just making we, sure, he's just making sure he's uh, shrine to the full house tiger mini games. Just all, okay, just still up there. Oh, I man. guess that's what I get for having everything, dude. You are like the biggest collector I know in Toronto. Like, hugest collection. Well, there's that one YouTuber uh, who hasn't made videos in like over a year now. Um, oh, God, I forget his name right now, but it was this, this guy and his friend. And they both live in Toronto, and uh, they did some videos at ANC also. He has the most ridiculous collection, in in, uh, in my opinion, because 
he has bought like almost every major game that you can think of that's been released in like the last 15, 16 years. And he's bought two copies of each of them to keep one sealed and one opened, if not just the one sealed. And his collection is both amazing and very sad because it seems like he doesn't get to really enjoy his collection all that much. That's sad. I mean, that I mean, to me, a collection is, you know, it's, it's like those people who buy toys and keep them in the packaging. If you buy a toy, the toy was designed to play with. If you buy a game, open it. You know, that, that's just my thoughts on it. If I have a game that's sealed, I'm, I'm going to open it. I'm going to play it. I'm not going to sit around with it on my shelf. That's why almost all my Amiibos are, are out of the box, except for three of them. I've got all my Amiibos. I've got Kirby and Little Mac. Those are the only Amiibos I've got. I've got... This is kind of stupid, but I have them off oh, Tetris. What's, it? What's this? Tetris. It's my it's rarest Tetris. game in the box. It was sealed when I got it. I had You've to got to open it. <laughs> You've got to open it. You've got to play it. PNG opens one of his rarest games. I already <laughs> opened it, by the way. I already opened it like a while ago. <laughs> I'm just saying, I bought it sealed when I got it, and it wasn't sealed after. Put it that why way. Didn't, why didn't you sell the sealed one and then buy an open one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's God. beautiful. It's so beautiful. It is I beautiful. feel like this, like the only game that I did that to, and I made a video for it too. Um, uh, F Zero on the Super Nintendo. I bought a, a brand new sealed copy of it for like twenty bucks. I was like, wow. there's, no, there's no point in keeping this sealed, so I I just I opened it up and it was just an amazing experience to get to do that, like, 20 years after the fact. I can't believe you got that, like, sealed, man. That's Well, it's because they had Player's Choice versions of that one, or whatever it was called back then, uh, because it was uh, uh, one of those games that did sell a lot of copies, so... Hmm. What can you do? Anyway. Oh, yeah. What the heck was our original point? Because I think we've just completely gone off trail here. Just crappy <laughs> games that we own, and why did we spend them, I guess? <laughs> well, all that's the new way. crappy stuff that's coming out uh, definitely uh, helps us uh, remind the old crappy stuff that we do have. Tony uh, Hawk Pro Skater 5. How's that? Oh, garbage. Jeez, that is that is not a game. That's just that's just like the the pinnacle of oh, give us your money and you can have half a game. Wasn't the patch wasn't the patch bigger than the game and it was released on like the first yeah, day or something? It was scum, it scummy move. Anything. It didn't fix it. Didn't fix anything. Most people when they started the game, it went to the Activision logo and the game shut down. <laughs> so are you telling me that there's a skating game that's more broken than Skate Three? Yeah, it's a skating game that's more broken than The Simpsons skating. That's that's how bad it is. Seriously. That is... A game that's more broken than Skate or Die for the NES. Oh, Jesus, that man. Is... That game's awful, by the way. Just try and comprehend like that. that. Just try and comprehend that. That's, that's, that's Tony Hawk like, Pro Skater 5 is the worst Xbox One game ever made. Where's he going? <laughs> John's gone to hunt down his collection. What's he looking yeah, for? In my opinion... The worst console game for this generation is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. No it's question. Got, yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It's not, it's not even Which a game. It's a demo. It's an expensive demo. It hurts me to say that because I have every single Tony Hawk game ever made on the original Xbox and the 360, except for those ones where you need an actual skateboard. 
Yeah, screw that. <laughs> I got one of those, and it's a piece of shit. Sorry, but it is. It's just... It is. It's a mess. But I've, I've only... I've only played with the skateboard. I've never actually used it. Like, played with it, I was like, hey, hey, look at this, and then I put it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I did with it. With the amount of money you spent on this, you may as well just bought a real one. Well, I heard when it when it first came out, GameStop employees were, like, taking them out on, like, snow hills and, like, snowboarding with them. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez, um, as for Skate or Die, this version here is definitely uh, my favorite, even though it's really basic. But uh, Skitter, Die, Bad and Rad. Definitely oh, yeah? Is that good? Boy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty decent. Wait, wait, I wait. Skitter, die, Who so made that game? Um, Konami? Don't mention them on this podcast. They don't Why deserve not? our attention. Tell me. Because what happened, man? Because of Silent Hills and Metal Gear Solid. Well, don't worry, because Silent Hills has got, like, a, a fan game, doesn't it? Like, Abbey Road or something? Yeah, I'm playing that when it comes out. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna play it. Oh, it's scary. Spooky. It's a true um, horror game. You should I, see the tweet I posted about Konami just minutes before this podcast started. It was like, I hope Microsoft makes a Yu-Gi-Oh! game for the HoloLens. Konami, make this happen. Oh, wait. Konami doesn't like its fans anymore. Oh, I can't wait for Konami to die out. I mean, it's it, they're gonna die. They're, they're gonna fail miserably. Well, sure. they're making mobile games for God's sake. No, Hololens would be the perfect, perfect form uh, for the uh, for a Yu-Gi-Oh game. That's just asking for a Yu-Gi-Oh game. That, that's my dream as a kid. When I saw that shell, my I want that. I want those holograms coming out of the freaking cards. I want that in real life. I'm sorry. <laughs> Now that I'm a grown, now that I'm a grown man, I'm just like, I never got that. <laughs> they did have those, they did have those stupid little plastic dual discs, which I thought were awesome in the commercial. But you put your cards in them, and they like rip, and they would do nothing. So what's the point? I'm, I'm gonna make a video it. about this. I gotta make a video. You got about rid of this. that. Didn't Konami fire Hideo Kojima as well? And they like, oh just yeah, yeah, for, yeah. They, fire one of the greatest people in your company. That'll work out well, won't it, Konami? They fired him. He won a best game like award or something like that, or like a best game design award. And they refused to let him go to this award, otherwise they would sue him with legal action. Should just so, came yeah. got one of his mates to bring like a like a Google Hangouts thing. Just put him on the on the desk. Just like I want to thank you for the uh, all the all the awards. <laughs> just sat there on Skype. Yeah, apparently, he watched good. it like on television or something like that. Or I don't I would know. be so pissed off though if if Konami did that. I would be so yeah. angry. The host of the awards. Like, was just like, yeah, it's a shame he couldn't be there. He was asked by his lawyers not to show up. Like, he actually called out Konami on the air. Konami! On television, he he was just like, no, like, this is unacceptable. Like, taking advantage of an employee like that, it's not cool. And I thought that was, like, really good, but... I've actually barred myself from buying any more new Konami games. I also buy the old stuff, but whatever. The old stuff's the old stuff. It's good for a reason. The old stuff's the good stuff, man. That's how you start focused. Yeah. Like, I like my Castlevania games. Not that new Castlevania game Pachinko Machine that's coming out, which is like... What was it called? It was like Erotic Violence, I think they called it? Or something erotic like that. Erotic Violence? I'm not even kidding you. They made a new Castlevania game. It's only a Pachinko Machine, and it's like an Erotic Castlevania game. And that's what they called it, Erotic Violence. It's like, it's like what Valve did or whatever with the... Um... They said, oh, there's going to be a new Portal game or something, and then it turned out to be a skin for, like, a pinball game. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's like it's like really it's 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 like they said that oh there's gonna be uh, new games and all these uh, old series um, or like already existing series and it, they're just all skins for a pinball game. Yeah, they, the orange box two Half Life pinball skin. Yeah, who asked for that? Who needs Half Life three when you've got the Half Life pinball skin? Come on, boys. <laughs> Come on, guys. No insulting Lord Gavin. He is our Lord and Savior. He is. Bless him. I mean, if you think so. Okay, so we got about 12 minutes left in our podcast. What I would like to talk about is the console wars. I think they're really stupid. What do you guys think? <laughs> it's a war that will never end. No matter how many cross-platform stuff you get, there's always going to be some guy shitting on the other guy's console. Look, as long as they play games, you know, who, who, who gives a toss? You know, that's it. That's that's I my opinion. I think so opinion. too. Because so like, I think in the '90s it made a little bit more sense because the actual companies were competing that way. Like if you saw the commercials, and plus their systems were different enough where they could be like, "Oh yeah, Nintendo has this, Sega has this." Well, it's kind of like if you look at the PlayStation Four, it's a black box that plays video games, and then you have the Xbox One. It's a black box that plays video games, right? It's a big they're not black box that plays video games. They're, uh, they're both massive, times larger black box. Yeah, Genesis like, does what Nintendo guys. Yeah, so it's just like most of the games aren't both. There's some games on this one that the other one doesn't. Like, okay, this one has Uncharted, this one has Rise of the Tomb Raider, big deal, right? What's the in difference? Game. I don't care. In my opinion. What? I said they're the same game in my opinion. Yeah, they're not that much different, right? Like, they're Explore not, Mountains. Literally, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One aren't all that much different. And that's why, like, even me as a gamer, I couldn't really pick at first. To be honest, I was really, really, like, leering towards the PlayStation 4 when the whole uh, announcement thing was going on because of all the uh, the original stuff with the Xbox One and, you know, all the mine always connect. And I was like, well, I mean, I, I didn't go for the PlayStation 3. I went for the 360, and I was like, well, with all this stuff, I might go for a change. And then uh, my mate said, well, you do know what's coming out on the PlayStation 4. And I was like, what? And he's like, Naughty Dog's gonna bring back Crash Bandicoot. I was like, right, sold. I'm gonna buy a PlayStation <laughs> Four. And then I then I went, hang on a minute, James. This this isn't real. Think about it. Yeah, Universal Studios own like their thing so far, the Crash Bandicoot license. And I was like, okay, well, it's obviously not. And then Xbox went, right, we're getting rid of all that stuff. And I was like, right, I'll stick with the Xbox. Then that's how I got it. You want to know it sold me on the Xbox One after a year and a half of hating the Xbox One. After being a for 60 owner all this time, I saw E3, I think, 2014, and I was just like, okay, yeah, another Call of Duty, another Battlefield, okay, what's new, right? And then I saw Sunset Overdrive, and I was like, color! <laughs> <laughs> like, there's actual color and punk rock music. That That's amazing. You know, I have to buy this. It was a good game. Oh, and, and it's free on Games for Gold. Go get it. Yeah, this month. If you get an Xbox One this month, you get Sunset Overdrive free. What about your other favorite Xbox One game? Which one? Rare Replay? Yeah, Retro Replay. Rare, Rare Replay. Replay sorry. I love that game. I love that game. Uh, I love Rare. I'm a huge fan. I have almost all their games on physical, and now I have almost all their games digitally. I bought so. Rare Reloaded, and uh, I, I enjoyed it, but like I didn't really need to see a playthrough for it. I've got Conk Alive and Reloaded from the Xbox, and I've Me got like, you know, Banjo-Kazooie and everything, but I bought it anyway so I could play like, the really old stuff. And I love that really old stuff, like Rare's first stuff, like that cowboy game where you go shooting all of that. I love that game. That was like the one I spent most of my time on. Which one was that? It's, uh, it's like a, a, a ZX Spectrum game. It's a yeah, ZX yeah, yeah, yeah. 
black and white you're on around as a you have well, to hunt down like these. We don't have the spectrum here. I think that's a European thing. I think in it, Britain that gets that system was huge. Huh? ZX Spectrum is like a British PC. Yeah. Yeah. There's so yeah. many like mid eighties like uh, home PC console. Spectrum was Rare got their start on the Spectrum before they went to Nintendo. So a lot of their first games are on there. But um as far as like Rare Replay is concerned, like all their Spectrum games are on it. It's the first time you get to play them on console or anything like that. So Yeah, well, I enjoy their Spectrum games. I think they're one of the Jeez. best ones. I'm trying to remember what it's called. I think it's called Gunfright, the game. The Gunfright. Gun, yeah, Gunfright sounds Gunfright. about right. You know what? And I got to play those, and you know what? It's funny. Uh, the worst game I've ever played in my life is on that Rare Replay compilation. Oh, well, which one? Underworld. Underworld. Have you played, have you played Underworld? Uh, Underworld. I do not know. I'm trying to remember what it is. It's like, okay, literally, it's a sequel of the game Saberwolf. It's the second one in the series. And well, basically, I, I... you're in hell, and these demons start attacking you. When you press A or jump or whatever, you jump forward and bounce on any surface you hit. And while this is happening, you have all these demons attacking you. And you're, this is your guy. It's just like, it's just going all over the place. And there's enemies everywhere. That so, literally reminds me, um, like, I think I was around four and I bought Resident Evil 2. And uh, that was the first, like, if you've played that, you know, as soon as you start the game, you're swarmed by zombies, and that, that's just trying to remind me of that, because I gave, I nearly snapped a control. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, what is this? Yeah, I hate <laughs> Underworld. I, I didn't like Saber Wolf anyway. That was, like, the game I stayed away from on Rare Replay. I just didn't like it. Saber Wolf, you know what? Saber Wolf is bad, but nowhere near as bad as Underworld. Underworld's the worst. Well, if I didn't like Saber Wolf, I sure as hell wouldn't like Underworld. It's, it's... It feels like you actually are in hell, and, and there's actually demons coming after you and like throwing you everywhere. Well, and you're helpless. immersion then. That's it. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> game. You can just yeah. imagine yourself being forced to play that game in hell. A hidden Easy. gem that was from there? Like The game that really surprised me was Battletoads Arcade. Oh, I never played Battletoads Arcade. Neither did I. Uh, <laughs> but it's amazing. I'm like... Why has this not come on consoles before, this Battlecoats well, Arcade game? Yeah, like, grabbed by the ghoulies as well. Like, I was I was always told that game was absolutely dreadful. And then I finally it's got amazing. to play on Red Replay. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I completed it as well. It's a very good game. Like, everyone hates on it. It's like, you know what it reminds me of is Dead Rising. It's basically Dead Rising because you can pick up anything and you can, like, use the right joystick to, like, just hit everything with the weapons you pick up. And it's, it's very much like Dead Rising in that Well, sense. I loved it so much that when I completed on Rare Replay, I went, I need this for the Xbox original. So I went out and bought it, added it to the collection. I mean, I've never done that before. So, yeah. It's very good. Yeah. I mean, uh, like there are some gems that I did have, like Snake Rattle and Roll. I love that game. Snake Rattle and Roll. Uh, that one's good. I like that one. John, have you hey, played um, Snake I Rattle and Roll? Played, uh, I have not played Snake Rattle and Roll. Oh, That's a good NES game right there. It's really good. I remember playing this game, and it's really good. It's like really obscure. It was a. Uh, it's called Billy the Wizard, and it's like one of the one of the finest <laughs> games ever made. <laughs> finest. It, it was just very good. Uh, it was very high quality. It got really bad ratings for some reason, but you know, PS2 we. Johnny, he's had enough. He's got. He's got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna one up this uh, terrible game. Oh God! What do we got? Terrible, you mean brilliant game? What's that? What's I can't see. Say something. So uh, you're full screen. Chicken that, shoot. Oh, I'm like that looks like chicken shoot. <laughs> chicken shoot. Chicken oh, shoot. That's an awful game. I know chicken that game. Shoot. Wait, wait, hang on a minute. I swear, I've, I swear, I've got this somewhere. Hey, <laughs> your camera disappeared. 
Yeah, I swear. Hang on, just give me a second. I swear I've got this somewhere. I promise what? I have good Wii games as well. I just have a lot of crud too. Oh man, that's awful. Okay, there's like there's like a DS game. It's like some psychic game or fortune telling game. I can't remember what it was, but the artwork looks awful. You know, I'm gonna do a game a video series called DS games that I think are stupid, and that's gonna be on there, and you'll see it. But at least my DS games are, for the most part, pretty decent. Like, uh, I'd say, like, 90% good games, and then 10% core of the house, uh, like, core of the house uh, kind of crap. Just, uh... Worst game you've ever... John, worst game you've ever played. Ever. I got it right here. Ah! I got it. Raven's got chicken shoot in his head. My first Wii game I ever played, apart from Wii Sports, was chicken shoot. Oh, piece of shit. Two Sorry. for thirty pound or nineteen ninety nine each. How much did you pay for it? Uh, I got no. it in the two for thirty pound deal. I bought this and uh, what was it? Pirates of the Caribbean. So, oh man, thirty oh, British man. pounds down the drain. This is the worst game I've played recently. I suppose I can I can say. Dream Trigger 3D for the 3DS. Dream Trigger 3D. I've never, I've never heard of that game. I've, actually, I may have seen it. But... It looked like it was supposed to be a cross between like Geomet- uh, Geometry Wars and Res. Those are both good games. And it's neither. It's 2.5 on Metacritic? That's worrying. <laughs> okay. My absolute favorite worst game, Ride to Hell Retribution. The Sex... Okay. I'm gonna, the I'm gonna, sex in that game. I enjoyed that game. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I, I, right? Why? Don't judge me on this. My You're friend brought not. it over. He was like, "Dude, you need to play this, okay?" And I was like, "Oh, I enjoyed it. I love glitchy, shitty games. I loved it." <laughs> so, if you want to play, he's, glitchy- got, he's got it. He's got it. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. If you want to play glitchy, shitty <laughs> game. That was made to be glitchy and shitty. Play Goat Simulator. I played Goat. I, I, I don't like Goat Simulator. I like everyone's laughing at it. I, I love it. Have you played a Goat MMO Simulator? I don't know. Oh done that god, man! When I saw like they were releasing Goat Z and all that stuff, I was like, guys, the jokes ended. Okay, it was fun for like five minutes. I really, simulator. I really, really hate those simulator games, but I do like Goat Simulator. I just it's just goofy and it does have some fun gameplay, and it reminds me of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five, and it's much better than the actual Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. So there you With go. Goats. And people panic when you're like. I just never it. took my fancy though. I always used to see like YouTubers playing it, and laughing their asses off, and I was like, well. If I find a glitch funny, it's in a game that I don't expect the glitch to be there. Like a serious game, like, well, Ride to Hell took itself incredibly seriously. So when glitches start happening, I was dying because of just how funny it was. Me and my girlfriend were playing Ride to Hell, and you know the main character? I can't remember his name right now, but... No one can. His hair... His hair kind of just, like, animated. Just that one thing of hair, it it would just move on its own like this. (laughs) Like it was its own separate, like, asset or something. Just the one follicle of hair. Right now, if if this game, let's just pretend Ride to Hell was released in uh, like in the PlayStation 2, Xbox original era, do you think it would have been well received, or do you think it still would have just been so shitty? 
what do you think? It still would have been bad. I don't know. I just thought like if it was released earlier, I would have thought that maybe people would have thought it was an alright game. This is what I've been doing as a joke. On Twitter, I've been saying, please write to Hell Retribution for Xbox One backwards compatibility. (laughs) 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 And then we get into like favorites and all that stuff and retweets. Announcing today, the orange one. And no. I keep I keep tagging Phil Spencer in it too. Like, <laughs> no, no. Like, he's like, probably just sat there like at home. Like I swear to God, this guy every day comes up to me with ride the hell retribution, and then he and just looks over and goes, My know, this is, "I'm not even kidding you. This is a tweet I did." Phil Spencer, you shiny golden god of a man, please bring us right to hell retribution. This <laughs> one. goes. My okay. presence on me. And I think that's it for today's podcast. Anything else you guys want to chime in? You guys want to do a plug or shameless promotion? Buy Billy the Wizard today. <laughs> Support this game company. And chicken shoot. Tell us about good. your channels. Uh, let people know about your channels, where they can find you, and where they can follow you. You go ahead. You go ahead, John. Come on. You did it first. We've got to roll this out the same way, man. Okay. Uh, YouTube channel Dragon Dude two five two five. Let's see, I have like six hundred plus videos. Hopefully, wow. you find something you like. Um, otherwise, uh, all my other information, Facebook, Twitter, and my website that I haven't updated in a while are all linked uh, on my YouTube channel as well. So, check them out if you'd like. Awesome. Nice. Uh, my Twitter is at the real the Maver, where I'll post stupid updates of me wandering around the house on retro games, looking for stuff to do. YouTube, as I've said before, the Maver with that series I do, and uh, I've got a Twitch, which is Twitch.com/slash/TheMaver, where I stream now and again when I try to do mostly just Crash Bandicoot and stuff like that. But that's that's me. That's how you can follow me. That's how you can stalk me. And that's how I pretty much set. So yeah. Now thank you guys for tuning in to a PNG podcast. Tune in next time, where we'll have more tomfoolery and chicken shoot. And what the hell the wizard's guy's name was? I don't get it. (laughs) Goodbye.